I'm Brian Myers. I'm Mike Ritalik. I'm Becky Haddad. And this is Owl Pellets, a podcast featuring tips for ag teachers. We are your agricultural education resource across the web, sharing research-based tips and tackling the tough questions facing agriculture teachers every day. Hey, Owl Pellet fans, welcome back. We have Brian Myers, Chris Estep, and myself for a special edition of the Owl Pellets. And we're talking with Caitlin Goodwin, who is a Teach Grand Challenges ambassador. Please go out and visit teachgrandchallenges.com to learn more. And Caitlin did a great project focused on the dairy industry and called it the Dairy Dilemma, which was fun to review and take a look at, certainly for a guy that uh, grew up milking cows and, and doing those kind of things, talking about the dairy industry was a lot of fun. So Caitlin, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit more about you. Yeah, so hey everyone, I am in my fourth year of teaching here in upstate New York at Granville Junior Senior High School. I teach grades eight through 12 and a wide variety of, of things. <clears throat> We're fortunate to have a, a three teacher program here so we have one teacher who's focused on mainly middle school students and our my co-teacher focuses animal science. So I get everything else from plants to food, business, mechanics, all that good stuff, um, which I love because there's never a boring day. Never. You're the utility um, player, huh? Absolutely. Um, but we also have a really great community that we live in um, here in upstate New York. A lot of, you know, the grain crops aren't as as big as they are from where I grew up in the Midwest. So it's been a, a fun learning curve of learning more about maple and learning more about um, dairy cows. All the corn is grown for silage for the cows. And, you know, we have some beans that I'm used to, but again, everything's for the cows. So when I got here, I was like, hey, this is pretty cool. Got a big dairy industry going on over here, fruits and vegetables and nurseries and um, lots of cool stuff. But um, as I started to talk to, to students and to community members, what I started to learn was that, you know, as big as the dairy industry is here, it's not, not necessarily healthy in some ways. We had a lot of people who'd been farming for generations who'd been losing their farms. They just, just couldn't do it anymore. Um, we had a, some of our students in the last four years have lost their family farms and one of the biggest blows we had a, a four generation farm that had been a you know a pillar of the community went out of business and sold the farm um, so we've been seeing a lot of that here and i know a lot of other places have seen that and it's kind of what sparked my interest for this project that's awesome i appreciate that context and that background that really makes um the the project even more meaningful so tell us a little bit about uh what what you did as part of the teach grand challenges yeah so you know talking to a lot of students talking to a lot of community members and understanding what you know some of the problems are i was like you know we see everything big scale with dairy and you you hear all the people like oh i, I shouldn't drink dairy and you 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 hear everybody's challenges or opinions on what the problems are and why things are happening. I was like, I'm just going straight to the source. I'm going to go visit a, a local dairy farm who um, has has seen some challenges, but has a, a good reputation in the community. 
and I'm just going to talk to them and see what's going on. So I, um, I met up with Crystal Grimaldi at Ideal Dairy Farms and talked with her about what their farm is seeing and, and how they're addressing some of those challenges. And, you know, I believe if there's a problem, you got to go to the source. So talking to those community members to see really what's going on and then what we can do as educators to help, you know, educate the the youth, you know, educate the next generation or, you know, educate consumers who might be going out to either support the, the dairy industry or raise the cows themselves. Yeah, that that's awesome. And one, one of the things I really appreciate about this project is that you, it, it is a grand challenge because it's happening all over, but you bring it down to kind of the local level and the personal level. And, um, you know, behind all of these conversations that were happening it are real people and they're dealing with real challenges and, and real issues and making really tough decisions on a day to day basis. And um, the dairy industry certainly is no different than that. So I really appreciate um, you unpacking that and sharing that with um, with um, our ag teachers across the across the country. So what what were some of the aha moments that even for you, you kind of picked up on as as you were working on this project? Yeah, so first thing, you could just tell the passion that Crystal had and that everybody that I met on the farm that they had for their cows for the farm. Um, they're a sixth generation dairy farm. And, you know, she kept saying six generations more. We want this to continue for six generations more. And, and the excitement that you felt was palpable when you walked on the farm. You know, everybody was friendly, everybody was saying hi, asking, you know, everything's transparent, wide open. Um, and they offer tours of, of the farm to the public too. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but really when it dives down to it, you know, most people, when you think of how do you, how do you sustain your business? Everybody goes, I'm gonna raise my prices, I'm gonna just raise prices or try to cut costs, right? Cut costs, raise, raise prices. But they had some pretty unique, um, unique ways to address the challenges of those rising production costs for them. And I really appreciated how it, it spanned all the three pillars of sustainability. You know, we, we talk about sustainability with students in the classroom and it's sometimes it's hard for them to see how it connects to the, the business side of things. Like, how does it connect to those management decisions? But it was very clear with Crystal. Um, she talked about the, you know, the environmental strategies that they're using with sand reclamation on their farm, with, you know, growing their own feedstuffs and, you know, that that waste management aspect of their farm. But then she also started bringing in the, the social piece of, you know, we, we want to talk to people. We want to bring people into our farm so they can see what we do and they can ask questions. Um, she also talked about some of the ties with the community. You know, I mentioned I, the reason I visited Ideal Dairy was because they had a great reputation in the community. They were known as people who would work with you and who would be willing to share. And so having that, having that relationship in the community and then being able to build it was helpful. And then what I found really interesting was they started partnering with a local, they're called Argyle Cheese Farmer. They, they had their own dairy. They decided dairy farming isn't for us. We're just going to start making cheese. So um, they make cheeses, yogurts, and now they're partnering with Ideal Dairy to find that little niche market that 
ideal can say, we're raising these animals, we're sending it to Argyle Cheese Farmer. And that's another, you know, community partnership that they're building to keep themselves relevant. So they're not selling all their milk to DFA, Dairy Farmers of America. They're, you know, they're keeping some of it local too. So people go, oh, I know this farm, I know where to buy their milk. Um, you know, there's just tons of things. They also have a, one of the really cool, I, so I teach a food science class and one of the cool things they have is um, an A2, just A2 herd. So, you know, the, the slides that are on the website on the Grand Challenges website, talk a little bit about the Just A2, um, but that's another really great opportunity you can get into with students of, you know, we talk about health and dairy, and here's something completely different if you have people who have trouble digesting dairy products. So just so many things that they have. It was really exciting to hear about all of it that was going on. Well, Kaylin, I really enjoyed going through your through your project um, and and kind of you know watching the videos and then uh, really enjoyed seeing the lesson plan that you have connected with it as well. Some of those activities that you can do in class with dairy foods uh, and your students. And so, um, you know, in thinking about that, uh, you know, what would you tell a teacher uh, from somewhere you know in a community where dairy there there is no dairying in there in that area? Um, who might look at this and say, well, I don't know that this really pertains to me. How could I use, you know, how could I use this curriculum? How could I use this project? What would you tell that teacher? Yeah, so regardless of, you know, regardless of where we're from, dairy impacts everybody's lives. Now, I don't know about you all, but I love cheese. My family dinners, the cheese is the first thing that's brought out and everybody eats more cheese than they eat any of the, you know, the ham or the turkey or the anything else. And then, you know, after dinner, everybody eats more cheese because now we've decided that, oh, there's still some Munster on the plate. There's some cheddar over there, you know. Um, but dairy products, whether you can digest dairy products, you know, anything, the the science that, that you can do with dairy is amazing. Um, so the, the lesson plan that I put on here, it's more um, kind of a unit plan that I do with my food science class in just exploring dairy. So we make a ton of different food products. Um, anything from butter, which is as easy as pouring some heavy cream in a jar and just shaking it up, which, you know, kindergartners through 12th graders, everybody loves just shaking up the, you know, the little jars of butter. Um, anything from butter to whipped cream, we teach, or the kids make their own like farmer cheese, kind of tell everybody it's like cottage cheese if you don't know what that is, but you know, a little less watery um the kids even make their own ice cream and it's all things that you can do in a classroom whether you have a, a kitchen space whether you have those kitchen labs or not you could just set it up on a table and go to town um, kids are learning about proteins and fats kids are learning about um, creating marketing for different products they're um, learning how to price out different aspects of the food products that they're creating you can you know you can spin it in any way you want to but it's just using dairy as the context and something that's familiar to students and something that many people enjoy Caitlin you sold me but there's a lot of great opportunities and great ways that we can use dairy to certainly teach a lot of the various topics that we'd want to teach in agriculture um, 
students certainly can relate to it in different ways, whether it's through production. I really appreciate um, your focus on the community elements and pieces, as well as um, just uh, the individual connection to, to dairy um, that could happen in a foods class. And the work that you did for this project was terrific. Um, I think it's a, uh, an awesome resource for um, ag teachers to go out and use and take advantage of and, and, and make part of a lesson. And so I would encourage ag teachers to go out to teachgrandchallenges.com to visit um, the dairy dilemma that Caitlin um, developed, as well as uh, other projects that um, our other ambassadors did. And Caitlin, we really appreciate your work and your effort. We appreciate your passion and uh, certainly um, enjoyed having you on here and enjoyed having you as an ambassador. So thank you for that. Yeah, well, I'd, you know, I'd like to thank the Al Pellets crew for the opportunity, too, because, you know, you see all these cool things in your community. You want to you want to go out and explore. And a lot of times it's just just a little push, you know, so I'd encourage other ag teachers too. you see something in your community. You want to you want to reach out to a local business. You want to reach out to a farm. Just just do it. What's holding you back? You could build a fantastic relationship with uh, with the community partner that you know, we just took our kids back to Ideal Dairy and Argyle Cheese Farmer last week for a, a tour for themselves. And they got to taste all the cheeses that were made with the cows that they visited. So, you know, you never know what sort of connections you're going to you're going to create when you just take that first step. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us and uh, best wishes in the future. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Owl Pellets. Check out our website for more information on this topic and to learn more about our guests. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay connected. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll never miss an episode. For Mike and Becky, this is Brian here by the Owl Pellets saying thank you and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Owl Pellets Tips for Ag Teachers.